98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Pro-establishment politicians play down concerns that an anti-sanctions law will drive away foreign businesses. Officials admit a man was accidentally given two doses of COVID vaccine at the same time. And visitors show a strong appetite for the return of the annual food expo, even though free samples are off the menu. The Liberal Party leader Felix Chung has dismissed suggestions that foreign businesses will leave Hong Kong when the SAR adopts the mainland's anti-sanctions law. Francis Sitt reports. Speaking on a radio program, Mr Chung pointed to the example of threats of sanctions and counter-sanctions between Donald Trump's administration and Washington and the European Union. He said the spat didn't cause any company to move its operations. Mr. Chung said having what he called the weapon of anti-sanctions legislation would strengthen Hong Kong's bargaining power. He also said foreign governments would now think twice about imposing sanctions. The nation's top legislative body is expected to debate extending the anti-sanctions law later this month. It's expected it will be incorporated into Annex 3 of the basic law by way of local legislation. The financial sector lawmaker Ronick Chan said the simplest measure banks can take to avoid risk is to limit dealings with politically sensitive figures. He believes his sector's concerns will be addressed in the local legislative process. The Department of Health says a man was given two BioNTech jabs by mistake at a community vaccination centre in Tun Mun. It said it was notified of the incident yesterday and the 66-year-old has been admitted to hospital. Infectious disease specialist Andrew Wong says the man may experience more side effects, such as pain in the arm, but he will still need to receive a third dose in 21 days. It's higher than usual, but it's not super dose, so... Um uh, but whether that would translate into more adverse reaction in this man, we need to observe. The second dose for uh, most people, it is for booster effect. So it is to make the immune response uh, lasting longer. And so it's still needed despite this man having the double dose on the first day. The head of a vaccination centre says he hopes more people will be allowed to take advantage of a scheme offering COVID jabs without booking. Samuel Kwok, the medical director of the clinic at Kwonchong Sports Centre in Jordan, said all 200 walk-in slots were filled yesterday after the government dropped the eligible age from 70 to 60. He said the number of regular bookings had gone down in recent weeks. In our centre, our regular bookings have been come down a little bit since uh, last week. And uh, the, the decrease number is about 10, 20 uh, percent. And in, in fact, if we have these walk-ins and they use more of these walk-ins, we can actually uh, use up this uh, decrease number and, and we can manage all these uh, people on the same day. Members of the League of Social Democrats say they will keep on campaigning for social justice. Dixon Chow, a vice chairman of the party, made the comments amid reports that protest organiser the Civil Human Rights Front will officially disband at a meeting tomorrow after police launched a national security investigation. Speaking at a protest outside the central government's liaison office to demand the release of dissidents held on the mainland, Mr Chow declined to comment on the reports. He said the League would carry on its work. The government and the press controlled by the party and keep on criticizing different groups or parties or individuals. They are just, um, those parties and individuals are just fighting for their own rights and citizens' rights. I don't think there's any reason that um, we should disband ourselves or 
lay low, so we will keep on to uh, speak out. The head of Hong Kong's 24-strong delegation to the Tokyo Paralympics, Elaine Wu, says she hopes live coverage of the event will maintain the momentum of public interest in sport from the Olympics. She said she hopes people would be encouraged to try some of the sports so the SAR can nurture more talents. Patrick Lau, a sport and physical education scholar at the Baptist University, urged the media to help people better understand Paralympic sport. Hundreds of visitors have flocked to the opening of this year's Food Expo at the Convention and Exhibition Centre in Wan Chai. The popular five-day fair is back after its cancellation last year. But precautions are in place because of the pandemic, including a rule that people can't sample the delicacies on offer. Visitors said they were disappointed not to get a taste, but understood the safety concerns. 15-year-old Betsy was at the fair with a friend. You have to pay money for those food that you can't taste. But in it past couple of years, we can actually taste the food for free, but you can't do so in this year, which I feel like um, you really have to pay for every food that you want to buy. But in this kind of like um, circumstances, I think safety is more important. Turning overseas, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, has told a news conference that the country's borders will remain closed until at least the end of the year. She said an elimination strategy was the best way to keep COVID-19 out and the economy open. Ms Ardern stressed that the priority was vaccinating the whole population by the end of 2021. I've previously said that the border has acted like a collective armour for New Zealand, protecting us against the virus. The trick with vaccination is to move to each of us having individual armour and meaning we need to rely less or at least not only on border settings. Vaccines are the game changer in this pandemic, but for them to be successful we need as many people as possible to be vaccinated. The Australian capital Canberra is going into a snap lockdown provisionally for a week after its first case of COVID-19 in more than a year. The lockdown was called for the whole of the Australian capital territory in which Canberra sits. The chief health officer told a news conference that the infected man had visited numerous locations. The territory's chief minister, Andrew Barr, said investigations were ongoing. We do not currently know the source of the infection. Uh, but extensive investigation uh, has been underway for many hours. This is the most serious public health risk that we have faced in the Territory this year, uh, really since the beginning of the pandemic. Chile has become the first country in South America to begin vaccinating its population with a booster shot of the COVID-19 jab. It's already offering the jab to people over the age of 86 and plans to widen the scheme. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. The Chilean government says that in the next 10 days it plans to offer a booster shot to people aged 55 or over to protect them from new strains of the coronavirus, especially the more contagious Delta variant. The authorities want to reach as many people as possible before the end of the winter in the Southern Hemisphere. Chile has one of the world's highest vaccination rates. Two-thirds of its population have already been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. It initially managed to control the spread of the virus, but a second wave earlier this year has caused thousands of deaths, leading to the introduction of new lockdowns. The International Red Cross says intense street-by-street fighting is going on in Afghanistan's second biggest city, Kandahar. As the Taliban continue their advance, the militants have captured Kandahar's jail, releasing hundreds of prisoners. The ICRC's Director General, Robert Mardini, said much more needs to be done to protect innocent people.
civilians are paying the, the highest price called between a rock and the hard place. We are repeating our message to the warring sides uh, that they have obligations, uh, that it's not the law of the jungle, that the civilians must be protected proactively during the fighting. It's clearly deteriorating exponentially and we need to step up our humanitarian response in order to cope with the catastrophic humanitarian condition for civilians. The lower house of parliament in Poland has approved a controversial bill on the media that critics say is aimed at silencing a TV channel critical of the government. The bill, tabled by the governing party, tightens the rules on foreign ownership of media houses. It would force the US conglomerate Discovery to sell its majority stake in TVM. The bill threatens to strain ties with Washington, Warsaw's closest friend. The US State Department spokesman Ned Price urged the Polish government to reconsider. When it comes to the media law, we know that a free and independent media make our democracies stronger. It makes the transatlantic alliance more resilient. And it is a fundamental component of our bilateral relationship with Poland. And so that is why we have urged the government of Poland to demonstrate its commitments to these principles, which are indeed shared, not only in words, but in deeds. A wrongly convicted black prisoner in the United States has been freed after spending 51 years behind bars, much of it in solitary confinement. Arthur Johnson was convicted of murder in Philadelphia in 1978, aged just 18, on the basis of a signed statement that he could not read. His 15-year-old co-defendant was coerced by police into testifying against him in return for his pleading guilty to a lesser offence. Authorities in the far east of Russia say a tourist helicopter with 16 people on board has crashed in the Kuril Lake on the Kamchatka Peninsula. Russian media quoted local health authorities as saying there were nine known survivors. In finance, Google has defended its new salary calculator, which could result in its U.S. employees taking a pay cut if they choose to work permanently from home. It follows a shift in working habits as a result of the pandemic. The BBC's Emma Simpson reports. Google has given its employees the chance to do their jobs in different ways in future. The firm has produced a pay calculator so staff can see the impact on their pay if they decide to opt out of returning to the office. For instance, staff at Google HQ who want to be based further afield where the cost of living is considerably cheaper than Silicon Valley will be expected to take a pay cut. Google says staff have always seen a salary adjustment up or down if they decide to change where they work from. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,636. That's 22 points down from the previous close. Turnover stands at $72 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.34 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 79 cents. And to sport, we start with football and a piece of early silverware for Chelsea. Raul Albiol, it's saved by Kepa, down to his right. It's a poorly struck penalty by Albiol, and Kepa, having gone to his right, has made the save, and Chelsea win the Super Cup in Belfast. Chelsea took the UEFA Super Cup, beating the Spanish side Villarreal 6-5 on penalties. The contest between last season's Champions League and Europa League winners ended 1-1 after 90 minutes plus extra time. Chelsea brought on Kepa Arizabalaga at the end of extra time for the shootout and he saved the decisive spot kick from Raul Albiol. The former Liverpool and West Ham forward Don Hutchison was watching the game. 
It's all doom and gloom, isn't it? Before the penalties, you start thinking, well, some of these players will be shattered going into the Crystal Palace game, and then all of a sudden you win a trophy and you win the Super Cup. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm pretty sure those tired legs will be forgotten about in 24, 48 hours. So congratulations to Chelsea. Manchester City midfielder Phil Foden will miss the start of the season with a foot injury that kept him out of the final at Euro 2020. His England teammate Jack Grealish joined City in a British transfer record last week. Foden says he's looking forward to playing with Grealish. Yeah, it's really nice to have Jack um, here at Man City. Um, you, you know, when we was at England, we got on so well. Um, I know how, how much of a great player he is and, and what he's going to bring to the team. So all I can say, I'm looking forward to get back on the pitch and, and yeah, hopefully we can play together. Us being a Premier League champions, it's going to be even harder to, to repeat that this year. Um, you know, every team's going to be, be trying as hard as they can to beat us and we know that we have to be our best every game and, and yeah, that's the stand, standards we set and we want to repeat last season and try and win the league. India's cricket captain Virat Kohli has been speaking about the importance of work-life balance ahead of today's second test against England at Lords. Kohli is looking to move on from his golden duck at Trent Bridge, where the first match ended in a draw. The key is obviously to, to connect with, with yourself, uh, be at peace with, with where you stand as an individual and then try and stay away from the game as much as possible because when you have five test matches to play anyway and then you keep thinking about the game it gets too much and too taxing so I think just taking time off and, and going away and doing doing things which which uh, are not related to cricket um, should be given priority uh, in my opinion and that's something that over the years has always been um, the best balance for me I don't necessarily do that to you know perform the best on the field but it is generally a, a good balance that I try to create um, in, in what I do on the field and, and life off the field. So I think that that balance for me personally is very crucial. And the weather, sunny periods and a few showers, isolated thunderstorms at first, hot with a maximum temperature of around 32 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees higher in the new territories. Sunny intervals and occasional showers in the next couple of days. The temperature is now 33 degrees and the humidity is 69%. And be advised that the very hot weather warning is up. To end the news, the top stories once again. Pro-establishment politicians played out concerns that, anti, that an anti-sanctions law will drive away foreign businesses. Officials admit a man was accidentally given two doses of COVID vaccine at the same time. And visitors show a strong appetite for the return of the annual food expo, even though free samples are off the menu. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Vicky. Good afternoon. This is James Ross in for Noreen on the 123 show today. Plenty going on between now and 3 o'clock. Loads of music by Andrew Dembina and Sadia Azmani amongst our guests.
said that rip it up and start again orange juice bit of an 80s classic tell you more about some of the things we're talking about in a moment but yes loads of great music uh, between now and three o'clock some of my faves and hopefully some of yours as well (laughs) 